Broomcast is a podcast of creepy stories from around the metro. I'm your scaredy cat host, Antoinette, and I love a good ghost story. In our first episode recorded under quarantine, we're talking to Jamie, a professional tarot reader and game designer. They've designed games including Balik Bayan, Returning Home, a cyberpunk game of magic and Filipino folklore, and Oathbreakers, a tarot-based game inspired by Vertigo comics from the 90s. Jamie is also a wonderful cat parent to Merlin, Chassis, and Cassandra. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yay! So (laughs) what started your interest in stuff like this, you know, like things weird and spooky? Yeah, um, back when I was young and I had the the luxury of thinking it wasn't real. Um, in Singapore, I, that's where I grew up. We used to read a lot of ghost stories. It was super popular when I was young. So they had a lot of these like collected ghost stories and books. And if you were a cool kid, you were up to date on the latest volume. <laughs> so that's how okay. I first got into ghost stories and stuff. But Singapore ghost stories are really boring. So I'm not going to share any of those today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then, I mean, getting right into it too. I mean, do you believe in ghosts? You mentioned that you had the luxury of not really believing in these kinds of things. Where are you now with that? Yeah, now, oh gosh, it's really changed over the years. Um, I definitely do believe in ghosts. I think like, um, because I've I've also uh, in recent years, uh, maybe, I think it's like maybe, I'm bad with numbers. I think it's about seven years now. I've been a professional tower reader and Reiki healer. Uh, and Reiki shaman. And so ghosts tend to come up in that. And so I have had too many encounters to like really deny uh, it's not a thing. And I will say that the actual, like a lot of the time, it's usually just like a duende or something, just being a little shit. Like it's usually, I mean, I don't want (laughs) to say they're being mean. They're just playing around. But 99% of the time, it's something else that's also related. Like, it's also supernatural in a way. It's also not quotation mark normal, but an actual, or it could be like what the soul has left behind, what the spirit has left behind. It's like, you, do you remember that movie Juon, the Japanese movie? Sure. Yeah. 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 And that, that idea of like, you can leave behind a really strong emotion like that, that really does tend to happen. And it tends to look like the person who left it behind. So I've really encountered that a lot. But, you know, that being said, there can be ghosts and spirits who are trapped. And I think the actuality of that is like 0.003%. But uh, it depends where you are. So like in Manila, I think it's a little lower, but still it's much higher compared to if you were in other countries. Or maybe like in quieter places, like outside of Manila or something. It's way more likely to happen. So you think that like how busy a place is sort of, mm-hmm. you know, is inversely proportionate to how spooky or like how haunted it's going to be? Yeah, because I think it's also like, I mean, a lot of these spirits, um, it's hard to be around humans because we we give off so much energy and we're so disruptive. Know, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so they usually like quiet places. So that's why they usually tend to, or, you know, also like nothing has helped them move on. Um, sometimes someone can right. do it by accident. They don't even have to be like um, someone who's aware of what's happening. Sometimes we just help a ghost move on without realizing it. So that's also another thing. That's really interesting. 
So mm-hmm. when would you say was the first time you had a creepy encounter? And I'm assuming it wasn't when you were a child growing up in Singapore. <laughs> no, because really, I, I'm not joking. It's it's so sterile there. <laughs> I mean, okay, to be <laughs> fair, maybe something happened. But the ghost stories are so weird and boring in Singapore. So it's like, um, it's unlikely. But my first real experience. So I moved to the Philippines when I was like around 10. And then in high school, uh, we had a retreat. And so I remember we were going to stay for two nights. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go to bed early in the first night. Because for sure on the second night, we're going to not go to sleep. So uh, I was... I was way too mature for my age. So I went to bed early um, and I could hear like behind me, there was like a treehouse situation. My classmates were hanging out, uh, laughing and you know, they were talking to each other. And then, um, so this is the cheesy part, but I have to say this part, it's important. So right before I went to bed, uh, I was thinking, oh, I wish Matthew was here. And, oh, well, you know, just kind of lonely, blah, blah, blah. Like, that was my last thought as I was drifting off to sleep. And uh, and then, like, I don't remember how much time passed. I just remember that I felt the bed shift. You know, that sensation when someone's sitting next to you on the bed. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. so I kind of woke up because I'm really sensitive to that. So I kind of woke up and I I was looking around and I was like, am I asleep? And I could mm-hmm. see there was, like, an indentation behind me like as if something is there and so I tried to I tried to turn over to take a closer look and I could feel this like pressure on my arm like I couldn't move and I was like oh so I tried to move my leg same thing on my thigh and I was like what's I was starting to panic and I was like okay um okay so I'm supposed to do something and you know I was on a retreat I was like she's supposed to be a prayer um Thank you, God, for this food. What what am I supposed to say? Because I'm not Catholic. So I was like, what what am I supposed to do? So I just said out loud, what, what, what are you? Because like, I realized it was like, it felt like an arm and a leg that was on top, like an arm that was on top of my arm, a leg that was on top of my leg. And so when I'm in these stressful situations, I just ask them questions. So I just asked out loud, "Uh, what what are you doing? And then there was like nothing. And then I thought, (laughs) <laughs> so like, I translated it. Okay. I was like, um, uh, and then I heard it wasn't really a voice, right? It was like, it was like, what if the wind meets the creaking wood meets the shifting hair? Like it was just all these sounds coming together to sort of form a voice, mm-hmm. but it was so clear. And the voice was like, and then what? I just realized the last thing I thought of was Matthew holding me right oh. uh, to help me right so it was it was responding to that desire and I was like oh oh <laughs> I didn't know what to say I just said ah uh, uh, I was like thinking do I say Paul like or is, are they older than me like, you know and then I was just like ah hindi naman po ah okay naman ako ah sorry na lang sa opo okay lang naman ako and then there's this okay. long pause and I could still feel the pressure and I was like starting to panic a little bit and then I don't think it was that long but to me it felt really long and then like forever I finally right right and then I finally sort of heard um I sorry and then I felt the pressure come off my arm and leg I saw the bed push back up and I was like screaming in my head at this point and then I I 
you know that sensation when someone's walking away from you or walking towards you, like you could really feel it, even though there was no sound. And then the door opened slightly by itself. And <laughs> just really slightly, just enough for someone to push themselves out, you know? And then it just, it, it, it stayed open. I was just frozen in bed. And I could still hear my classmates talking in that treehouse thing behind me. And I was like, okay, okay. I think it took me like, oh my gosh, it took me so long to get up and close the door, but I couldn't sleep for the rest of the night. I was ruined, right? <laughs> like, right. I, I, I'm I mean, sure. All things I mean, considered, it was a really nice ghost, I guess, but <laughs> nice guy ghost who's also a little, you know, maybe se- like creepy in a, right. in a you know what I mean? Aside from like a, a ghost nice way, guy also problem. in a dude way. <laughs> yeah, it's like, mm. yeah. So I really thought the lucky la lucky though. I can't be like, <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love the part for my permission. <laughs> I know, but I love the part where you 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 told you tell me that um, the ghost actually. Oops, sorry about that. I misinterpreted yeah. your signals. Right, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh so, my gosh. Was this like relatively recently? Because you mentioned Matthew, your partner, and so um, were you adult ish? Oh yeah, yeah. Matthew and I have been together since I was eighteen. So right, nineteen, yeah, yeah. 19. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I was in college. I think I think it was the first year. Was it like it was a retreat kind of situation? Yeah, yeah. But like, um, so I'm assuming we've been together like for a school. long time. Yeah, right. yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, so when we, you were we've been in together that for about room. twenty years. Aww. So like, <laughs> in when you were in that room, you were alone. I assume. Yeah, because everybody else was much cooler than me and hanging out. And having fun, right? right? So like they were drinking and stuff. And I was just like being a Lola, I'm just gonna sleep early. So I so I'm like fresh for tomorrow. So, so this was like <laughs> relatively early in the evening then, like not even like in the dead, dead of the night. No, no. I think I went to bed at like 10 or something. So it was still quite early. That's why I really wasn't expecting anything weird. Right. Where was this retreat house place? Oh, it was in Cavite. And like Cavite is like a weird place like uh I've heard the stories because my family's from Cavita but Cavita is really big right my family's from General Trias right. and this was um this was somewhere even further than General Trias I forgot the exact name but it was really in the middle of nowhere I remember this retreat house was built and there was nothing close to, oh now I remember yeah it was definitely in college because it was the it was the Southville principal's mm. house and she had all these paintings of herself in her master bedroom like covering every inch. That's another ghost story or horror story right there. But that's nice. <laughs> um, so it's. I mean, I mean, Cavita is pretty bustling right now. But I'm assuming, like mm-hmm. 20 years ago, I mean, the development probably wasn't where it is now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm picturing somewhere like you know a house in the middle of nowhere, kind of expanse mm-hmm. on the left and right, just basically like mm-hmm. really quiet, right? Yeah, I remember the only neighbor we had was a carabao. Like there was nothing else. I couldn't see another, not even like a, because where my family lives in Cavite, like there are all these small houses were pretty close, but mm-hmm. this one was really like in the middle of nowhere. Like I remember I could see a mountain nearby too. Right. And later on, and you, you said you couldn't sleep. And did anything else happen after that? Did you talk to anybody about your experience? Maybe your retreat master or something? Yeah, yeah. So I do remember, I actually felt really bad now that I think about it. Because that same day, someone was trying to show me a picture that they took in the area saying like, do you see this? There's like a blur. 
there's like a ghost in me and my overly Singaporean kind of brain was like, you know, it's just because you moved your hand a bit, blah, blah, blah. It's just a blur. Da, 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 da. Um, so I was very mean. I apologize to <laughs> my <laughs> classmate. Uh, I was so obviously wrong. But also, so like the next night we were telling ghost stories because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And and everybody was like, you know, like half of us were like, ah, oh, you know, just for fun. But then there are other people yeah, who were yeah. like strangely quiet. You know, you, you could sense maybe something had happened to them. But I did hear about one story for sure. Like after we were telling these ghost stories, um, there was one really creepy one about a manananga. So one of my classmates was like, all right, I'm out. Like after the story, done. I'm going to go back like and sleep. Yeah, pass, hard <laughs> pass. And then so like the thing was, so we, we told the story. And then we were all going to go to bed. It was like around 5 a.m. at this point. And then I went downstairs to get water and I found him downstairs, like on the couch. And I was like, oh, but you're like, the boy's dorm is like, you know, outside. Why are you still here? Not there. Yeah. And he looked so scared. And I was like, what happened to you? And apparently when he was going down the stairs um, and I remember seeing him going down. I remember him pausing for a moment, but I didn't think anything of it. So when he was going down the stairs, he looked like, um, so from the stairs, you can see like there's a closet that has a mirror like along the front. And then from the mirror, sure. you can see it's reflecting the front door to go out. So mm-hmm. uh, he was looking at the mirror and he saw himself and like, you know, every, every boy with some confidence, he was, you know, just looking at himself. Hey, good looking. And then as, yeah, like, hey, what's up, Wapo? And then like when he looked <laughs> at the mirror, the, the, the thing is his reflection paused and looked in the opposite direction and he could see the back of his head oh my god <laughs> in the mirror what the hell and he was like frozen and then he saw himself in the mirror right walk down the stairs go to the door open it and then turn around and put his hand up to his lips like a shh kind of motion and then left and so, so like was, the, the his reflection yes just was left. looking at him yes just to like but it was through the mirror already yeah looking at him through the and mirror then just go like Shh. yeah yeah like don't tell anybody ah. and then the thing is he was just staring at the mirror exactly and he was just staring at the mirror and there was he couldn't see himself anymore like he just wasn't there anymore and, and he had not moved he had not moved the whole time and then I remember like while we were telling the story I remember seeing the top of his head because like it's you know from the stairs. Once again, I didn't think anything yeah. of it. I just thought, okay, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have thought there's something Whatever. going on with this reflection. So, so finally, after a minute or so, like he just went onto the couch and he was too scared to look at the mirror and go past it. So he stayed there until the morning. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah, because he was like, I was so scared. What if I leave and I find him like in the dorm? What if he's doing something? I don't know. So he was just too scared. That's why he was there the whole night. <laughs> Poor thing. Aw. I, I hope he's okay. But did you guys ever find out what that was? Or did you guys ever find out yeah. what that was with you? Oh my gosh. You know, I wish like, because like by then I had started reading the tower, but I was nowhere near like, um, I had nowhere near the amount of experience I do now. Like I wish, maybe I should check in on it and see what it was. Because like right now, if you ask me like as a professional, what it was, I would, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you really have to check, right? You, you, you can't be a hundred percent sure. I'm sure it was someone playing a trick on him. It had to be like, 
they're very mischievous and bored, right? Especially like, because like I can imagine all these kids coming together, making a noise. And like, oh, we're going to like pick. I'm they're hoping like, that's the a case. a bunch of kids playing. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that's the case. It's more likely that was it. It's also possible. It's also possible that he has a lot of like hidden, like even from himself, right? Like a lot of subconscious desire or powerful emotion that was trying Ooh, like, to get out like so that's another possibility from himself yeah yeah so that's another possibility i mean the, the scariest possibility there is such a thing as a doppelganger and it, it is kind of scary because it just sort of feeds off of us um but you know that one's really rare right. so i'm not sure um i've only had one case of that um in in all of my years is like looking into these things i kind of doubt it but that's another possibility but don't doppelgangers sort of just, there's like this old sort of saying that doppelgangers show up when you're like about to die or they want to take over yeah. or yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah, because like, um, and this is the sad part, right? Because sometimes it can be true, like someone doesn't want to have their life anymore and then this this being can sense that, right? Like, so you're like the perfect prey for it, for them to... And, you know, once like, again, this could be some conscious, like maybe like, you think you're a happy person and you think you like your life, but, you know. You know, like something like, if you don't want, my nalang. Yeah, that's really it. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's legitimately scary, right? Interesting. <laughs> okay, well, do you have any other particular memories that creep you out? Yeah, I think, I think the legitimately the scariest one experience I ever had, like even just think about, thinking about it now. Because like nowadays, if I come across a ghost, I can be pretty calm about it. Um, only because of like experience mm-hmm. and stuff, right? But, uh, and, and, and I know now, I guess it's not just experience. I know now that they can't really hurt you unless you allow them to, right? So it's important to come in with a lot of like um, strong energy and confidence. But, but like every time I think about this one time, I'm really like, because so early in my tower reader career, I used to be really dumb. Um, I used to do tower readings professionally at <laughs> bars and stuff. I don't do that anymore. Like, you know, props to any professional okay. reader who does, but I realized I hate it. <laughs> so like, I just really didn't like it. Okay. But, okay. but this is when I, I used to do it. Why? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's so hard to do it at a bar. It's like all these people who are like drunk and vulnerable getting a reading from you. That's like a really specific headspace that I don't like working with. Um, why doesn't she love me yeah and I get weird questions like when am I gonna die I don't have a lot of money can I just pay you 20 pesos to get part of the date I'm like no that's not how it works (laughs) what yeah so I I just no more I'm gonna give you the month yeah stuff like that yeah 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 that's what they think (laughs) and I go that's not how it works death is not it's not it's not nailed down right I was like oh gosh no I just I can't so but this time, so this this happened at Nuvo, which is a which used to be at Greenbelt. Um, it got replaced just recently. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I was doing readings, and there was this. I was like outside. There was this young woman who came up to me, and I remember, you know, she was pretty, very mestiza. Um, she was very nice, and she was like, you know, um, I just wanted to have another reading because I just came from Kiapo and I had a reading with a reader there. And, you know, this happens often, right? Like they go see mm. a reader yeah. from Kiapo or something and they say something that scares them and they want to go to another one just to make sure. sure. And so most of the time I say, it's not true, whatever they told Second you. Opinion. Yeah, yeah. And most of the time it's like, 
I mean, the, the problem of being a tarot reader is, um, it's, I think we have more quotation mark real tarot readers here in the Philippines, but in places like America, there's a lot of con artists, right? Who are trying to build, uh, create a lot right. of fear to get you to pay more, right? So I thought that was the mm-hmm. case because the, because the tarot reader in Kiafo asked her to buy all of these bracelets to protect her. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is probably a scam. Uh, so I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's do a reading. And as I was doing a reading, I remember like, uh, there was this kid who just kept, who just kept coming up to us. Like he was just sort of like hanging around and like this used to have the bar, like, cause we were outside. Right. And, and the way Greenbelt is like, they used to, kids used to sneak in, like, especially poor kids, you know, to bag. Uh, sure. Right. So sure. it used to be like, um, and, and I, I was used to it. So I thought that was the situation. And I kept telling him, you know, voila, you know, please. You know, I, I kept looking at the guard, like guard. I was like, why is the guard doing anything? And then the, was the girl seeing it too? Yeah. And the thing is, it's, it's one of those moments where I assume, because, you know, the heartbreaking thing is when a kid like that shows up, most of us ignore it. Right. So I thought she was just ignoring right, him. Right. And so, you know, because she looked really rich and stuff. So I just thought, okay, so she's, she's that type. That's how she deals with it. And then. So as I was doing the reading, he just, I, I kept hearing the kid, the kid just kept going, ate, ate. and I thought he was talking to me because, you know, she was ignoring him. And I said, voila, voila, right? And then like, I, after, because it was so hard to do the reading, like it was 20 minutes in and I was trying to pull it up. And then the card that came up was the eight of swords, which is like a woman who's bound by bandages and there's like eight swords around her. And the next one that came up was a nine of swords which is someone like crying into their hands with these swords above them. And then the next one was the 10 of swords, which is someone like laying down on the beach with all these so swords. swords. Yeah. And that's like eight, nine, 10, like that combination, like statistically is very difficult to get in one go. And I was like looking at it going like, what is happening? And then that's when he was like going, ate, ate. and I remember there used to be huge speakers outside Nouveau. And I could feel like this sensation, like, like as if the speaker was kind of on, even though it wasn't. And I thought they were just prepping for a show. And then I said, uh-huh. I'm so sorry. I'm having a hard time concentrating because of the kid. Um, maybe we can go somewhere else. And then she said, what kid? And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I was, oh my God. I swear. I was, I, I was gonna, I was like, at first I was upset with her. Do you know what I mean? I was like, are you that mean <laughs> that you're just going to pretend? he's not there uh-huh. I was so ready to get mad at her and I was like that and I noticed every time I tried to look at him he would just always be at the corner of my eye and so when I tried to look straight at him all I saw was the shadow and then he started screaming ate, ate, at me and then I heard like at the time I didn't understand what I heard right I just heard this crashing sound and I just I freaked out like I stood up and I was like okay uh let's just Let's just go inside. Let's just go inside. And he kept saying, ate, 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 over and over again. I was like, let's just, let's just go inside. And I was like, I don't even know. What if he follows us inside? Like, I was on the verge of crying. I was really like so terrified. And like, I had never had an experience like that before or since, I have to say. So I was really like, I was just like on the verge of crying. And she was like, are you okay? Are you all right? And I was like, I'm not okay. How how are you okay? And so so he went in. And I was right. And I was like, okay, you have to be honest with me. You didn't hear or see anything out there. Like there was no, there was no child. And she was like, no, I, I, and then she started to get scared. Right. And I was like, oh no, you know what? It was just my imagination. I was like, oh gosh, please don't get scared. Cause she looked like she was going to start panicking. 
And I was like, okay, let's just finish the reading. Um, it was just my imagination. I'm just very tired. I've just had a, a lot of readings. Um, I still felt like crying the whole time, by the way. <laughs> so like, so we mm-hmm. sat down and then the next card I pulled was death. And like, I, uh-huh. I really have to say, normally when you pull the death card, it's not physical death. It's very rarely physical death. And then the next card was the moon. Like, I still remember which deck I was using. I still remember the, co- the card combination because it the was, moon. A, yeah. And the moon is like things that are hidden from you, things that you're not aware of. Yeah. Right. And then, so like nowadays when I read, I see things more clearly, but you know, like, cause it's like a skill you develop. But back then I just, I just saw flashes. And so I saw her, and this was the first, one of the rare times it was happening. Like now I'm used to it, but back then it was really rare. Most of the time I was just depending on the meaning of the cards. And then, so when I pulled the moon card, I saw her really drunk. I saw her get into a car. I saw her driving. And then there was a kid in front of her that she hit. And it was all just like, but it was just bits and pieces, right? And then I heard that same crashing sound that I heard when I saw him. And I was like, I think I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell you what I saw. You don't have to believe me. I don't know if it's true, but this is what I saw. And I said, I think you hit a kid and I think you killed him. And I think he doesn't know that he's dead. Um, And he's very scared. Yeah. And I was like, he's really scared. And he's really, and you know, I was, I was still on the verge of crying because I could sense he was outside. I could sense he was still outside. And, and she was like, and then she started breaking down and crying. And she said, you know, I've been dreaming about it. I thought it was just a bad dream, but I keep having the dream. And something did happen to the car. I did hit something. I thought I just hit like, um, you know, like she, I guess she thought she hit like a, something that wasn't a person. And she was like, what should I do? And I was right. like, I was like, I, I was really hitting my limit as a tarot reader at the time. Like I, I couldn't, like nowadays I can come up with specific stuff, but back then I was like, and I was also really on the verge of breaking down because <laughs> like, I was just so scared. Sure. So I was like, um, I, like, I won't charge you for today. I have a name um, of a professional tarot reader you can go to. I think they can provide you the details. They've had more experience with this specific sort of stuff so they can help you. Um, she still insisted on paying me. She was really nice. She overpaid me even. Oh my gosh. Um, and <laughs> then... Uh, so after that, she went to see that other tower reader who uh, I talked to after and it, the tower reader gave her an exact address, gave her the name of the family and she had to go and, and, and it was true. Like this, this kid had died. Um, he was hit by a car and they thought it was a runaway. It was a hit and run, right? They thought the driver had just run off. So she went to, she paid for everything. Um, she, she tried to make amends. And then that's when, that's when the kids stopped coming by after that happened. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's my most harrowing, uh, really like intense experience. Um, I have to stress, it hasn't, it has never been that bad since then. <laughs> so um, what had the, the girl who had asked for the reading heard from the Kiapo reader? Yeah, because the Kiapo reader, I think, so to be fair to that Kiapo reader, I think she was legit. Um, but she was just saying things like, mm-hmm. There's a spirit following you. There's a spirit following you. You have to get these bracelets so that he can't follow you anymore. Well, I mean, obviously the bracelets didn't really work. <laughs> it's like he was still there. But, yeah. but then again, 
once again, to be fair, I don't know, because maybe it was more powerful, like the karma between them, right? And it went through whatever protections. Um, I mean, you know, because he was, um, you know, uh, you know, so that's that's really strong ass karma right there. Like, but that's so sad, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and and after she had sort of gone to the family and like made amends, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it just stopped. Yeah, because because he knew he was dead and he could move on now. So because before that he didn't, you know, because he was just confused. Like he, that's why he was just screaming at there over and over again. Because because like the only thing he could see was her, right? And he was like, "Why am I stuck oh. here? Why am I trapped? What is happening? Like I was just walking, and you're the only person I can see. Yeah, and you're not minding me. exactly. So that's why he was so. And then by the time she saw me, it had been a week, right? So she had been having those dreams for like a week. So this this kid must have been like terrified. Poor thing, mm-hmm. both of them. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Like it was just a bad situation like I was like I was like thinking gosh if she hadn't found someone who could get her those details but you know I mean that's why I really believe that the universe is always going to try to help us because it would be too sad if that went on any longer right right so you mentioned that um throughout you know your professional tarot career you've you know one you know every so often would encounter one of these things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. have you actually like I mean just to flip the mood a little bit mm-hmm. have you encountered a situation where you encounter where, where you had a reading and maybe something came up that was kind of actually a bit funny oh yeah oh my gosh it happens a lot like I had I had a client like this happens a lot this is like 90 percent of the ghost cases um that I supposedly get they think it's a really scary ghost so the thing in common is um there are a few things in common. Number one, they they usually live in an apartment, right? And number two, it's a pretty new apartment. Okay. Like it's just been newly built or something along those lines. And number three, they have to have someone living with them who really is like overly scared of ghosts. Like if those three things combine, like if the moment they tell me that, I'm like, okay, it's probably a duende. Because what happens is I, usually they ask me to come over because they're so scared. So I come over and I do the reading and I check and I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's a family of duende who have been uprooted, right? Because they were just like, noony, noony, oh. noo, minding their own business. And suddenly there is a building. There is a condo that just came. And for them, it's very fast. Like, you came into their home. Yeah, because like duende, they, these, these elementals, they're around for years and years. Like, like to them, a year or two is just like a month, right? Or a week. Like a blip. It's just like, it's so quick. So so they're just there one moment. And then the next moment, they're like, where is my tree? <laughs> where is my ground? I'm so high. Like, so they're lost, right? They're like, so usually they just like stay in the closet. Uh, they hide in the cupboard. Usually it's a kitchen because the way they love food, right? So usually they just hide in the kitchen. Hey. And then they're like, okay, I guess we'll just stay here. I guess this is fine. This is fine. This is okay. You know, we get food. It's all right. We've got some provisions. Yeah, so it's okay. Because like, I mean, duende don't eat the same way we do, but they eat the thought of food. If that makes sense, it's very hard to describe. But like, like in Krispy Kreme, there's a lot of duende okay. hanging out because they love the sugar, right? Um, so like every <laughs> Krispy so Kreme, really? yeah. So every Krispy Kreme where they have like all that sugar dripping down, you can if you use the site, you can see all these duende with their mouths open, going like ah, just like you know, chugging. That's so on, funny. On the sugar, yeah, it's really true. So like, 
I've heard this from numerous I people. I mean, you and see. me both, Mr. Duen. <laughs> right? Like, I was like, that is such a good idea. I want to try that so bad. <laughs> but yeah, so like, <laughs> so I'll usually find the Duen there. And then usually it's like, it's someone who's like, so it's always like someone will be in the kitchen because, you know, that's usually where the Duen they are. And then they'll be working on something and then the glass will fall and like accidents happen, right? Like you don't realize the glass was too close. And then by the time you left, it fell on its own because you had left it there and you didn't realize, right? Wow. And gravity did the work for you. So, but then the thing is this person will think, oh my gosh, it's a ghost. Like it's a ghost. We're haunted, you know? And the person will keep thinking it and keep talking about it and keep saying it's a ghost. And the duende are like, oh, are we playing a game? Because like they don't- I can be that ghost. Yeah, because they don't, most duende do not understand emotions the way we do, right? It's like, um, they don't realize the difference between fear and joy and stuff like that. Like any strong emotion is the same to them. So they think, oh, so we're playing a game. I will be whatever you want me to be. So they start to take out aspects of the ghost that they think the person wants to see, right? And then so they're, they're feeding off of each other, right? The duende starts becoming more ghost-like and starts doing what the person wants. And the person starts being more scared, feeding it more into the duende. So it's just like cycle, right? And then that's why it usually starts with just one person seeing it. And then more people start to see it because the person starts to like really convince everybody else what's happening. And then it just spreads. So uh, usually all I have to do is I just have to open the covers and I go, (laughs) I just have to explain to them, okay, so humans are weird. We don't like being scared. And then the (laughs) conversation is almost always the same. They're like, but they wanted to be scared. I was like, I know that's what they thought they wanted, but they don't want it. Um, so instead, why don't we do this? And they're like, what? But you know, like they're so confused, right? They're just like, I was just playing the game. Like I was following their rules, right? They're just like, I don't understand. Like, okay, I get it. And I was like, look, why didn't you come with me? I will take you to a park and you can go be back with the tree. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a few, so like here in Makati, for example, where I tend to, I tend to do a lot of my readings. We don't have a lot of parks. So I have had to put a lot of them in the same <laughs> parks. So there's like huge colonies. I would do and think about like well, other things. So like. honestly, what I'm getting and learn, uh, what I'm taking from your story is that when something creepy happens to me, I just keep thinking unicorn and oh. maybe they'll turn into a unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> but that's super powerful. And it's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, you know, like, Ghosts are really scary to us because of like movies we've watched and stuff like that. But the truth is like we are more powerful because like we're both spirit and body, right? So we can like, we can program what we want, right? Um, yeah, I've had people who literally, I mean, unicorns are a whole other thing that, that, that are a possibility. But I, sure. have, but I have come across people <laughs> who created uh, uh, similar things from what they were afraid of. They were like, I'm just going to, I once came across a duende that had to be forced to uh, look like, uh, what's his name? Batibo? Uh, Tamaba. Like, uh, because like the person was... Yeah, there, there, there. Yeah, that's the one. Because <laughs> they were like, I don't want to see a ghost. I don't want it to be a ghost. So it's going to be this. It's going to be, it's going to be that. And the duende was like, uh, okay. <laughs> Just took on that force. <laughs> sure, I'll be Bongbagong for yeah. you. <laughs> Hmm. If I imagine it to be a giant mound of money, will that work? Oh, well, you know, the good news is, um, like there are lots of different duende, like in the same way, there are lots of different people, right? But 
But the Duende who really like helping humans, they're really good at helping you get money. They're really good at helping you like with money, health, <laughs> protection of the home. Um, I mean, there's a reason it's usually Duende, not Capra, right? Like Capra, I've only talked to two because they, right. because most Capra are like, screw humans, I hate them. So like they will not bother hanging They're out. like the grumpy old dads yeah, of the elemental. It's true. I really only come across so few because they really don't like people. Um, and Duende love people. So, um, so that's usually... Uh, in your experiences with the the Capra, like, no, this is so interesting. Um, but like, what have they been like? Oh gosh, like, usually they will not leave the tree that they're attached to. I can't even really get a good look at them most of the time. And then when I talk to them, it's like it's like pulling teeth. It's like I can already talk to them a little, and they're like, ah, just, just like a mile a minute. But a Capra, let me tell you all the yeah, things. yeah. But a Capra is like two words words like uh like is no yeah 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 maybe. right like because i went to this there was a problem with um they were trying to move they were trying to sell the house and things kept bad things kept happening and it turned out because the capta was like no i want this to stay as it is you're not moving yeah you're not moving you're not going to sell this and because the people who wanted to move in they wanted to like completely renovate everything and the capita knew that and the capita was like no screw that Right. So, so they kept ruining like everything that they could. So when I talked to them about it, I was like, you know, is there a way we could work? No. Well, maybe if I help you, no. It's like, well, you know, like, so it took a lot. I usually have to depend on Reiki and I have to ask the angels to help me out at that point. I usually have to work with someone else to talk to the captain because the captain is like, I don't care that you can talk to us. You're still a human and I don't want to talk to you, Jamie. So it's really that kind of energy. I mean, on some level, I get this guy on like a bad day. <laughs> I get this guy. Right? So I can't blame them, right? Like, you know, a lot of us humans are crap. So I don't, I can't blame, I can't blame the average cop. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so that's really interesting. So you're basically, I mean, you, are you saying that you have a lot more experience with like elementals and duendes and capres ah. and maybe like fairies or something? Yeah, yeah. Like the water. Then, you know, let's say. Mm-hmm. Ghosts? Yeah, yeah. Because like ghosts, like actual, like actual person who is left behind, unable to move on. That is so rare. Like I've, I've come across that one kid, like I talked to you about who was trapped. Um, usually there's a lot of sadness, right? Like if that happens, it's so sad. That's why they mm-hmm. can't leave. So I've, mm, like if I had to put a number to it, because because uh, right now I'm, I'm focused on game design. But when I was doing the Reiki tarot stuff full time, I had like maybe five clients a week, right? So I think that's easily like a few hundred. So out of those few hundred over the years, it's only been probably 10, probably 10 cases of a real, real like ghost who's trapped. That's been the number. And it's usually like a really sad, super sad story. Um, So a lot of the time, if it's not that, if it's not a duende, if it's not, usually it's a duende, right? Like the the waters don't bother it. Mm. They're not going to bother pretending to help out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they do other things. They're just going to be pretty over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. The water just like, are, are you taking care of the water? Are you spraying with the water? That's usually what the water care about, right? Um, understandably. So, like, <laughs> Excuse me, you can't do that, sir. Like, excuse me, the flowers, you know? So usually they're that's what they worry about. <laughs> um, but other times I have come across where like a really powerful emotion or memory is left behind by someone who did die. So it's not the person anymore. But it's like, 
it's like a residue. It's like an emotional residue. So like, and the problem is- Like an echo. Yeah, yeah. And the problem with those though, is that they can become dangerous because if someone keeps feeding them similar energy over the years, they get more and more powerful, right? And they sort of like, you know how like, how you can program, you know how you can talk to Google, Mm -hmm. right? You can program things. It's not the same as real artificial intelligence, right? You can just program it a lot of things and it'll sound like a real person, but it's not a real person. It's kind of like that. So you keep feeding it all of these, and usually it's negative emotions, right? Because those are very powerful. Um, So you keep feeding, feeding it negative emotions. I've come across those that have been around for years. Like they've been around for like 50, 60, 100 years. And then those ones can get kind of scary because like they, they're very intimidating, but they're super easy to get rid of. So it's not really like... Um, the problem I have is that when I try to explain to my clients how easy it is to get rid of it, they don't want to believe me. <laughs> they're like, no, I've, I've seen the right. movies. It has to be like really... And so if they don't believe me, yeah. it's creating a tether and an anchor and that thing won't leave. So it's kind of... I sometimes have to make it sound more complicated. I sometimes have to give them extra steps to do just so that they'll believe me and it'll go. That's so funny. Yeah. Like I I sometimes have to say things like, yes, have a priest come over. Yes. You know, uh, uh, take this water, uh, save it for seven days, uh, do this, do that. Like I have to, I have to list. And you know, it's their angels telling me that the angels are like, okay, you have to say this or they're not going to believe you. So just give them this 12 point list. That's so funny. Why would, (laughs) why would people not want the easy, more direct path? Because most of the time we don't believe in it. We don't believe that things can be simple. Right. We, 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 and I think, you know, it's because of the stories we tell ourselves. It's the stories we see in the movies. Like we really believe it has to be difficult and complicated. So yeah. Yeah. I also had one time. Humans. Yeah. I had one time a friend was like, she had this difficulty where her roommate had gotten a duende to fall in love with her. And so the duende was doing stuff like leaving ants in her clothes and her food. (laughs) And like little ant offerings. Yeah. Because ants are like a sign of like, ants are a sign of abundance and love and treasure. Right. So, um, and it would be so weird because in the closet, even if their clothes are right next to each other, it's only hers that are attacked by the ants. Even if the food is right next to each other, it's only her food that's attacked and all these other things. And so uh, compared to ghosts, like with elementals, they like all these little extra steps and rituals, right? So I was like, oh gosh, we have to do... And this is early on. I had just learned Reiki. I think nowadays I could, I could help it and have it be simpler. But back then I was like, oh, there are a lot of steps we have to do. And she has to do it or else the duende won't go away. Like if you do it, it's not going to matter because he's not in love with you. And my friend was like, right. but she doesn't believe in any of this. <laughs> so like, what do we, so well, we had to, it was so do funny. Do you want the ants to stop or not? Yeah. She would, she would just bring in exterminators who wouldn't do anything. Um, so instead she had to sort of like get her friend to do all of these things one by one without realizing what she was doing. <laughs> I mean, that's a helpful friend. Yeah, yeah. Just looking out for your best interests. Yeah, yeah. And it worked. You know, he went away. He was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I read the signals wrong. I ended up on, right? Like, I mean, it's such a typical. Even in the supernatural world, it happens. There are mixed signals. Uh, well, not mixed signals. Uh, so um, Misinterpretation. <laughs> right. So, you know, um, some of our listeners may be curious and asking for a friend, I mean myself. <laughs> um, you said it was relatively easy to get rid of, you know, 
ghosts or things that may mean you harm. Mm-hmm. Just how easy is it? Oh, yeah. Slash, what do I have to do if something pretty weird happens to me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So um, it's really just as simple as you absolutely believing and thinking you are not allowed in this space and you cannot be here. End of story. So if I just say that, people are like, what? <laughs> like, but the ghost will just come in if it wants to. I'm like, no, it can't. Because if you really just absolutely believe this is my space and you cannot enter, that's it, right? So that's why things like prayer can be powerful. Not because, I mean, I don't want to step on anyone's faith, right? Like your connection to God or uh, what have you. But like, mm-hmm. that's why prayer is so powerful because the prayer gives you permission to believe that this is my space and you cannot enter it. But that's why there are those ghost stories of the ghost repeating back the prayer people, because these are people who are saying the prayer, but they don't believe it. So they're like saying, Holy Mary, Mother oh. of God, but they're just like, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. They're going to get me. They're going to get me. And then so that's why they'll repeat it back to you because they're repeating back your lack of In faith. In a sort of like mocking way. Yeah, yeah. That's where those stories come from. But if it's really like, no, I'm just going to... Uh, that's why like true prayer can be so powerful. Like I know... Like when politicians say like, oh, I'm sending you prayers. It's so useless. <laughs> They're not really helping. But like, like thoughts the, and prayers, but real prayer, like the real power of anything, not, not prayer, but just like mantras, prayers, like well wishes, as long as it's really, really coming from the heart, fully meant coming from the soul. It's so powerful. It's like really, really powerful. Um, so that's why these rituals can be important, not because we really need them, but because they give us permission to build up that belief, right? So if you believe I have to put salt in the corner, I have to hang this rosary, or I have to light the sage, like it's really you lending your own energy, your own soul, your own heart to it. And like with things like- To the intention. Yeah, and with things like sage, right? Because we've been using it for like so long across so many cultures. It's so inherently powerful because it carries all of that energy from all of these people. So that's why that tends to, so you just have to give it a little and then the sage can do the rest, right? Um, But yeah, but most of the time- So it's like collective belief. Yes, yes. Because it's really powerful that way. Like our our collective belief. I mean, like personally, I'm not religious. Like I said, I'm not Catholic or anything, but I can, the more I, I, I experience this, the more I can understand, oh, that's why it really works for some people, right? Because you are collectively pulling your belief and your energy together. But that's also why it can be dangerous when it's it's like false. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really funny that you say that because I I think I've actually inadvertently done exactly what you said at one point Uh in time. Uh I don't know if I've actually told this story on this podcast before, but in, in the house that I was living in at the time, it was our family home. And I was, you know, burning the midnight oil, just studying for an accounting test that I was about to fail. And so, you know, I was just very (laughs) desperately like, okay, all right, calculate. Oh no. Okay. Balance the balance sheet. Mm -hmm. And like, I was facing the window, which is, and then my back was to like the rest of the room. And then I just felt really, really weird. And like all the hairs on my body Mm -hmm. just start standing up and like, I feel not alone. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I don't even like turn around to confirm (laughs) But I'm just like, I'm just so stressed for like my test the next day. And it's like 4 or 5 a.m. And I just have like three more hours to study. So I, I, I literally just go out loud. Like I slam my desk and I go, can you not? Yeah. Perfect. Like not right now. Perfect. Perfect. And it literally stopped. Like the creepy feeling stopped. And 
I just went on to study until the sun came up, <laughs> you know, did as normal, put on the clothes and like went to school. Mm-hmm. And it actually never happened again. Yeah, because you because you really so, set your boundaries and it was like, all right, this place is off limits. <laughs> yeah, go bother someone else who's not studying <laughs> yeah. for a test, okay? Yeah, yeah. Are you going to help me pass accounting? I don't think so. <laughs> And, you know, and it's like that really fits it in, right? Because the reason it was drawn to you in the first place was because you were like giving off these strong emotions of like desperation and worry and anxiety and, you know, concentration. So it was like, oh, yes, all this delicious fear energy I can feed on. And then, you, yeah, 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 right. And then you were like, no. So like, especially if it's, um, if there's like a strong sound that accompanies it, like a slam or a clap or whatever, it's. It's not that the sound is important, but all of your energy is like packed into it and then released into the sound, if that makes sense. <laughs> right. So like that's why like gongs and all bells, like they're so important in religion because like it gathers all that energy and this releases it. <laughs> so that's why it worked perfectly. Like that's absolutely. really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Duly noted, I'm gonna like grab a drum or a tambourine and just be like, no, yeah, away. yeah, yeah. Drums are super <laughs> effective. Oh my gosh, you can get them on Amazon. <laughs> you can get a shamanic drum for like two thousand, three thousand pesos, and it's super effective. <laughs> I do know of like some stories where you know, like there are some people who are so used to it, who like if there would be a gathering or something, and then something weird start, starts happening, they would just like either clap. Or like, right. or like yeah, exactly. Because Exa- it works. Yeah, it really works. But, you know, the thing is, let's say someone's doing that. If there's someone who's like thinking, it's not going to work, it's not going to work, it's not going to work. And their anxiety is more powerful. It can override it. Right. So like, depending on the person, that's why, that's why, like when I do a ghost clearing or whatever, I have to explain to them, if there is even one person in your house that still wants this ghost to be around, it will come back. This duende will come back. <laughs> <laughs> like put on a show again so like, or worse if, it, well, or if it's a I don't know ghost, if it actually like... left my home <laughs> I don't know if it left my home or my room yeah. but the house stayed creepy but my room was pretty livable mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly exactly there was also this one time sorry I'm telling the story <laughs> no no I'm, this is good but like there was also this there was also this one time it was um it was in that same room and me being from a religious household, of course, my mom hangs like little crosses, like little metal wood crosses on every door mm-hmm. as mothers do. Mm-hmm. And um, I usually sleep in um, in my room with my dog at the time, Juju, God rest her beautiful Aww. soul. Mm-hmm. And just sleeping. And then I wake up and there's this like loud crash on the floor. And I see Juju by the door, mm-hmm. barking at the door. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, at first, I'm like looking, so I, I confirmed that the dog is fine, and then I'm, I'm looking around to see where the crash came from because, hey, maybe she like mm-hmm. tipped off something or like pushed something to the floor. And I actually look towards the door eventually, and I see that it's the cross on oh, the floor, and it right. had fallen down. Ooh. And then, so I don't know what was up with that, and the dog was barking at the door. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, me and I'm just like. Well, I stared at it for a good, what felt like forever, yeah. but it was probably like 10 yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what to do? Fight or flee? <laughs> if I were to fight, what do I fight? If I flee, where do I flee? Because <laughs> if it's out the door, that's not a good place to go. And so eventually I just get up, grab the dog under mm-hmm. my arm, 
get the get the cross and like hang it back up because mm. like the 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 hook was still very much there and I was like jiggling the hook. No, oh, the hook's mm-hmm. fine. So I put it, I just put it back on and then I like go to bed mm-hmm. and I felt I fall asleep eventually and then like nothing of the sort ever happens again. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So most likely, like once again, like we'd have to double check, but no matter what it is, it was something testing you, right? It was something going like, oh, is this, is she going to give us more of her fear? Like, is she going to feed us more? And since you were like, I'm just going to put this back up and I'm just going to go back to sleep. Well, like, don't get me wrong. I was like super freaked out. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, yeah. But you were, but you were choosing. Yeah. And you were just choosing to like, yeah, you know, that's another good point, right? Because fear is like a natural thing. We can't help it. But like, if you let it take control, that's when it can get really problematic, right? So um, because you chose to just just go about normally. And this is why like, okay, so like a lot of spiritual um, psychics are like going to not agree with me on this point. But I sure. I really do believe that when we, because there are those who are like, we're going to go fight it, right? We're going to find these ghosts and we're just going to just going to fight it, right? And they're very like aggressive and they're like, we're going to tear your spirit apart and you know, blah, blah, blah. But you're still Yikes. feeding it, right? You're still feeding it a lot of negative energy. Mm-hmm. So like, Sure, you can fight it if you think that's what you need to do. And that's why it will work because you think that you need to fight, right? But really, you're just feeding it more energy and making it more complicated and last longer. But <laughs> if, you, if you just give it a very, like, I remember there was this really powerful psychic I met. She would just like go up to the spirit or, you know, whatever it was. And she would just ask one question. She would just be like, is this where you really want to be? Oh, wow. And then, ah. It's so powerful, even as a human, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, even if I mean, you like, ask a human that question. <laughs> I feel personally asked by this question. Right, right. And then so always the answer would be, no, I want to be somewhere else. And then she would say, I can help you get there. I will help you get to this better place for you. And then that's it. Like she would just help them leave. And so I, I still do that to this day. Like it's so powerful and I follow through with it. Um you know, and then so, but you basically putting that cross back up, that's you just saying, I know you think you want to be here, but you can't be here. <laughs> like you just, you know, I'm putting it back up. <laughs> I'm glad it sent those messages <laughs> because like, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if I'm not religious myself, I'm not going to let a cross stay on the floor. So yeah, yeah. Poor Jesus, right? <laughs> right. I mean, the poor guy has already been crucified. Yeah. So. No, but that's really interesting because that, that, again, speaks to another experience I had. And this one is actually at the studio. Matthew may not mm. know this yet. Oh. So uh, for, uh. for our listeners, Matthew is Jamin's partner. And Matthew is also the host of another podcast that uh, Big Baby Studios, the studio that um, puts out these podcasts, um, do. He, hosts, he co-hosts Three Point Landing. And that show is about gaming and geeky things. It's wonderful. Check it out. But I don't think he knows that this happened. You know, it's like one of those late nights at the studio um, and we're just sort of closing up because, you know, recordings usually happen at night and they finish maybe like 2, 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. or so. And so we're packing up, we're closing mm-hmm. up and uh, PV, um, our engineer was just like upstairs just grabbing a bunch of clothes to get ready to leave. And... I'm on the couch in the common room where um, usually people waiting around or just hanging out, you know, hang out and play like PS4 or like have a a bunch of laughs and have some food. I 
I'm, I'm there. I'm alone because everybody had already left. Mm-hmm. And the door to the studio are like these heavy glass doors, heavy glass sliding doors. Mm-hmm. That's rimmed by like um, those metal like rims. Mm-hmm. And then the railings are also metal. So when you open them, there's like a pretty metal on metal, like, scr- like scratching sound. Ooh. And I'm just lying down on the couch, like scrolling on my phone, <laughs> waiting to leave. And the door kind of like scratches open. Mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. And I'm just staring at it because beyond that is like a really dark living room. And I'm staring at it and the only, it was a sound I heard, but the only thing I saw was just like the door sort of, um, the reflection on the glass just sort of moving back and forth from after the door had moved. Right, right. So I was like, and then I go through that whole um, fight or flee, what seems like forever, but was probably like 10, 15 seconds (laughs) and just stare at the door. And I'm like, "Um, I could choose to freak out now. Mm -hmm, mm Or do something calmly and productively to get myself out of here. Right. And so I end up calling PV on the phone. And even if he's just upstairs and I'm just like, um, like, come down like now and don't put down the phone. Just, just come down and don't put down the phone. huh? So he, go- he goes down with the phone still on him. And, and then he's like, what's happening? I'm just like, no, no, we gotta go. We gotta go up, up, up. Let's go. Like turn off everything. Let's go. And we go and he's like, what's happening? And I'm like, I will tell you when we are a good three blocks away or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I did. And he's just like, pshaw, that's probably, you're just tired or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. That, that, I saw that thing mm-hmm. that was not cool. And like the first thing that popped into my head was, okay, how can we be productive about this? Because right. this is not okay. Yeah. So I get, I end up calling my mom who calls her priest mm-hmm. who happenstance has it could come over the next day. Oh, okay. And we have, yeah, it was like, it was very like fortuitous and very like quickly happening. And like, mm. and the messages to my mom was like, hey mom, um, so, you know, our studio, I, um, I think we have a problem <laughs> and um, how can I fix this? <laughs> you know, so the priest comes over and sort of blesses everything and mm-hmm. sort of tells us what's going on. Ooh. And really interestingly enough, um, he knows that I'm not religious, so he kind of like explained it in a language that I could understand, which oh, is basically nice yeah. as a studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was super nice. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, that because it's a studio, a lot of people come through and mm-hmm. that like maybe musicians, artists, creatives, and whatever they're going through, yeah, um, when they play music or when they do their art, it's sort of a release. Yeah. And that sort of gets released into the space, mm-hmm. which attracts you know whether positive or negative it's strong emotions right you know if someone's singing a really sad song Mm -hmm. the best way to get it on record is to feel those feels yeah yeah you know and stuff like that so he was saying that it's a really big attraction Mm -hmm. the energy Mm -hmm. so it's just like every once in a while you gotta sort of cleanse the space bring in a lot of like really good energy you know try to bring around people who are really positive and sort of just every once in a while, like, just be very, like, coexisty with it. Right. Like, you can be over there. I can be over here. It's all good. Mm-hmm. It's all cool. <laughs> and, yeah, well, he did give us, like, some blessed salt to, like, put around the area. Right, right, right. But, you know, af- after that, 
after that advice and sort of after that session, it's been all good. Yeah. I think like nothing's really happened mm-hmm. since. Mm-hmm. Actually, nothing's happened since, which is really great. Mm-hmm. No, but that sounds really legit. Like that's that's something that I have said before for a session or when I go visit. Like it's really true. Musicians are like um especially powerful beacons and conduits. Uh because Oh great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause like so the how do I describe this? The pathway that I use to get information from the angels and spirit and stuff like that, that is the same pathway musicians use to get inspiration. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so they so musicians are psychics in a way, right? Like that's why music like really connects to us. That's why they're really successful musicians like we can all relate because they're really pulling in from from what connects us right so so musicians a lot of the time they don't realize that they're just like beacons of like powerful emotions and these entities are like ah i'm so hungry <laughs> they're just like nom nom loneliness <laughs> you know, so, like, so right. that really does tend to happen um and you know though i will say salt like i don't know why it really is effective like one of the things I can never get over, especially is Himalayan salt. Like it's the pink salt, right? Like my Singaporean yeah. logical brain is like, it's just pink salt. <laughs> like, I, But it really it's works. Pretty. It really works. It's really effective. Really? I don't know. Like, like spiritually, my angels keep explaining that it really is the best, but I've never found a logical <laughs> reason. But it really does work. It really is. I like how... Uh... I like how there's a particular brand that's more effective than brand B. Yeah, yeah. Because like the, this pink salt, because like when it starts to fade in color, you know it's done. Like, uh, you know that you have to throw that salt out because it's sucked in all the negative energy. So like if you get like those big chunks, especially when they start to go pale, you're like, all right, I need to put in new stuff. And like with normal rock salt, it's a little harder to tell when it's used up. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel really the urge to check my Himalayan salt grinder now. I mean, I usually use it for food, but I mean, this is going to be a really great barometer. Yeah, yeah. You can just get some of it and put it like in a little bowl and put it in a corner because like like stuff tends to collect in corners, dirt, dust, emotions, entities. Like So you can just put it in the corner. Cat hair. Yeah, it's it all goes to the same corner. <laughs> well... All right. Um, thanks so much for joining us tonight, um, Jamie. Thanks for all the great, great advice. Um, is there anything you'd like to share with the great people of the internet? What are you doing right now? What are you up to? Yeah. So even though I spend most of the time talking about my experience as a tower reader and Reiki shaman, uh, actually for the last year, I've also been really working hard on being a game designer. So I make tabletop role-playing games. Uh, it's kind of like video games, except with your imagination and your friends. I like it. I like video games, but I, I secretly like TTRPGs better. Um, so it's hard to choose. Uh, but that being said, I, I, I actually <laughs> have written uh, a few games about ghosts <laughs> now that I think about it. Okay. Yeah, I have one called Our Haunt, which is about you wake up as a ghost. You've lost most of your memories. Are you going to create a new family or are you going to try to uh, recover your memories? I also have one called The Unmasked, which is about ghosts trying to finish their business before before they move on, but you're running out of time. Uh, yeah, so I have a few of those. You can check them out at temporalhiccup.itch.io. Temporal is in T-E-M-P-O-R-A-L, hiccup. Uh, and I also have a Patreon, Sword Queen Games. That's, uh, I publish my games under that name. It's, not, it's nothing fancy or real. I just like calling it 
Swordqueen Games based on the tarot. Uh, so you can find that at mm-hmm. patreon.com slash Games. Awesome. Thanks so much again, Jamie. <laughs> so this has been Grimcast Modelo with your host, Antonette. You can find more episodes on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and everywhere you find your podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Grimcast Manila. Grimcast Manila is a podcast of creepy stories from around the metro and is produced, recorded, and distributed by Big Baby Studios. Find out more about the other shows on Big Baby at itsabigbaby.com or facebook.com slash itsabigbaby. Catch you next time.